Welcome to that one show, season three, episode nine, top ten power ballads and making her triumphant return to the podcast is the one and only Dixie Combs. This is one we've had circled for a while. This is one we actually have discussed in depth for years, long before I even had a thought of doing my own podcast, and I'm excited about this one. How are you today, Dixie? I'm good. You said triumphant. I'm not sure what I triumphed over, but I am happy to be here again, so thank you. So let's talk about power ballads in general. What would what do you consider the traits of a song for it to be considered a power ballad? Well, it's got to be generic. Mm-hmm. It's got to... By generic, do you mean the lyrics? Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay. The, the more generic and the less sense that the, the lyrics make, then the better for me. Uh, of course, if we're talking power ballad, it's essentially um, rockish. And you've and what I picture is a band that's usually hard rocking that softens it down a little, or or a band that is normally pretty soft that just gives it their all. So I, it's I don't know. Sometimes it crosses the line between montage songs and uh, like I don't know. Just this is hard. This has been tough for me because I think you could do a whole episode on montage inspirational go get them songs like St. Elmo's Fire and all that. Like that's on St. Elmo's Fire is on this list mm-hmm. um, on your overall playlist. And that doesn't seem like a power ballad to me. That's like in a different genre. So, you know, uh, I looked at four lists of power ballads. And if a song appeared on at least three of the four or all four, obviously, I put them on a master list. And I think we had like a hundred, a hundred and some well over a hundred to choose from for 10 uh now you have been listening to all 100 of those for the past couple of weeks going back and forth to ball games and school and such and by osmosis our daughter natalie has had to hear all these so i'm going to bring her on briefly natalie how are you you've been on this show before so how are you i'm doing good today so out of all the ones that your mother's made you listen to in the car over the past couple of weeks which one do you hope that at least me or her picks tonight so we can play it, discuss it in depth. I would have to say Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. Really? You think that's a power ballad? 100% a power ballad. Really? So it, was on four, it, was, it is hard rocking, and they're usually hard. See, they're usually hard rocking. And it's they one kinda, of their softer songs. And I'll be yeah. honest with you, it's, it's, it's too good to be on this list, Nat. Yeah, it I probably agree. is. <laughs> it would stick out like a sore thumb if it was on somebody. Some of this hog hogwash that we're going to be playing. It so. actually kind of has meaningful lyrics yes. and yeah, and good voices. You can actually tell what they're trying to sing about. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. All right, Nat. Before you go, uh, sometime in March, just to give a sneak preview, you're coming back on to actually co-host the episode with me, and we're going to do top ten Nirvana songs. Are you looking forward to that one? Yes, I am. I am too. I really loved our uh, British episode that we did last year, and I can't wait to have you back on. Thank you. All right. That was the one and only Natalie Combs. Good job, Natalie. So let's get right into this, Dixie. Before we do it, you uh, you know, you mentioned that it was hard for you uh, to, to come up with your list. And I'll be honest with you, it was kind of hard for me, too, because, you know, obviously you and I have, for the most part, a different approach when we listen to music. And I'm 100% words, words first 
And I just violated the first rule of podcasting and did not have my phone on the side. That's okay. They can probably hear my tappy tapping because uh, I'm making some notes here. So <laughs> I, I turned it on silent. You know, none of, most of you know, out of, I'd say the 108 songs on this list, the master list that we had to choose from, 100 and, 105 probably have very simple melodies. That most of them start out slow, and then when they get to the chorus, they, they ratchet it up a notch. More importantly than that, the work, the lyrics are horrible. There, there's also some commonalities between these songs too. Is you have like a big drum crescendo, like a dun dun dun. dun. I don't know. Ooh, that reminds me of Phil Collins. Could he have been on here? He, anyway, he was. He had two on the master list. One, oh, well, he didn't shuffle through him. One solo, so. and then one with Genesis. There you go. But anyway, so you got some drums. Oh man, the old '90s hair or '80s hair bands—they had to have a piano to show that soft side of them. Most of the time, or acoustic. Or <laughs> and acoustic I'm almost power. positive they weren't even actually playing the piano for the music videos or anything. Um, I tell you what, we'll, we'll talk about that. I've done some research. Oh on boy, that. okay. Uh, but before we get into that, let me just say that most of these songs are the same as what. And you brought this to my attention, and I agree with you. I got to give you credit for this. Bro, country. Yep. And, and boy band, boy bands, because let's be honest, all three of those genres appeal to the lowest common denominator. Yep. And by that, I mean someone who is listening to music just to have a good time, probably on a Friday or Saturday night while they're drinking, and they don't want to think about it. Yep. And most of, most of these songs, yeah, don't have to think about it. Okay. And what about when we did our boy band episode, we also talked about teenagers. Yes. We were teenagers when all our children, like well, I said, child well, back when know, some of these come out. So. Most of these are in the 80s and early 90s. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Natalie was just on here and she mentioned Nirvana because her and I are going to do an episode on Nirvana here in a few weeks. And that's probably, to me, Nirvana's greatest accomplishment. They killed her metal. Yeah. And they killed this hog shit for a while. <laughs> they really did. When was the last time a band had a power ballad? Uh, it's early nineties, right? Yeah. Because if you noticed all the songs on my on this master list, all, all of them, all of them are at least thirty years old or older for the most part. Yep. With a very few exceptions. You're right. I think. So let's take a brief break, and we are actually going to hear from the world famous Bill and Ted. Yeah. And then we'll get into our ranking our list. All right. How's it going? What is the meaning of life? <clears throat> every rose has its thorn, just like every night has its dawn, just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Every rose has a thorn. Don't I know you? No. All right, Dixie. Kick us off at number 10. What do you have as your 10th favorite power ballad of all time and why? Number 10 is old, my old man, Bon Jovi. And he is singing... Bed of Roses. Okay, so 
but I'll let you talk. But he had several eligible songs. He did. So why this one for the? Because I can assure you, he's not going to be on my list. Because it is not one I hear people singing all the time. And it's not one of the ones that people raise their fists to and crowds start singing when it comes <laughs> on. So I, I really like this song. I always thought it was awesome when I was little and like insightful and like thought provoking. But no, it's not at all when you re-listen to the to the lyrics. It's uh. I want to lay you down in a bed of roses, but tonight I'll sleep on a bed of nails. Well, <laughs> That's you, you, so stupid. That is stupid, and <laughs> regrettably that he didn't actually, you know, have a fat person actually sit on him while he was on that bed of nails. Inspired <laughs> us from future uh, music that he would have to produce there. Oh, my gosh. I, you I'll say be, the worst thing. Well, I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I've never understood the popularity of Bon Jovi, ever. I don't either. He's just, if you heard Natalie coming in from, she's she's down the way here, but she agreed with me. Natalie is going to sit here until her practice starts. Yeah, so. but uh, <laughs> Bob, I mean, never understood, never. And if you all think he's talented, do me one favor: YouTube Bon Jovi. Here comes the sun. It is the most blasphemous and horrible cover in music history. Okay, I think I'll sit that one out. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, Bed of Roses. <laughs> yes, Bed of Roses by Bon Jovi. I think when I was little, I used to have my Barbie dolls slow dance to this song. Wow. <laughs> did you make them smooch? I didn't. Uh, no, but to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, oh, yeah, I made those things Well, smooch. I'll be honest with you. Uh, my sister had a bunch of Barbies, and I'd always pull them things off buck naked. And, oh, my goodness. And, you can stop. You can stop right there. And she would get so mad at me. <laughs> but, yes. but she paid me back by always dangling my Master's Universe figures over the bridge and act like she's going to throw them in the creek I and wish she had away. Oh. The way you treated her Barbies, don't do that. Better roses. But yes, will you, are you going to play us a snippet of it? Unfortunately. <laughs> okay. While some marching band keeps his own beat in my head while we're talking about all So for my number ten, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play a little game tonight, and I'm gonna just just by the opening, me reading the opening two lines of each song, see if you can guess what it is for a few of these. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna look away because yeah. I can completely see your book. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. You should have seen by the look in my eye, R. babe. Speedwagon. There was something missing. Yes, what's the name <laughs> of the song? Keep on loving That's you. That's right, from 1980. <laughs> now listen to this. This is gonna be a common theme tonight. On both the song titles, the lyrics, and 
the albums in which they're on. Love. And it is very much a just a, a, a punny, just very simple and, and to the point. The name of this album was High Infidelity. Not Ooh. high fidelity. High <laughs> infidelity. But infidelity. Listen, that dude sings about getting his heart broke. But you know what? He also sings about how he doesn't care. He still likes these people. So, so he's awful. R.L. Speedwagon, I think, had like eight songs eligible for this list. Yes. Maybe more than anybody. I don't know what it is about his voice. He has like a smeary, like, he smears his words, and I just love it. Yeah. He's, I don't know if it's a synthesizer or what he's got on his voice, but you know it's you know that lead singer whenever he opens his mouth. But that, I went with this one because why not? I know. I basically I basically just took all eight of them and throwed a throw a dart and whichever one it landed on, I picked because you can't have a power ballads list. No. Like I just said, they've probably got more than any other band for good or bad. Without R.L. Speedwagon, but Keep On Loving You was my pick. I do actually have one R.L. Speedwagon album on vinyl. You do. And it's their greatest hits. That's all you need. That is absolutely all you need. I generally <laughs> don't buy greatest hits on vinyl unless it's a band who literally had like one good song per album. And then they took all those good songs and put them on one disc. There you go. And a perfect example of that yes. is R.L. Speedwagon. And here's one of those hits, Keep On Loving You. No, I know all about those men Still I don't remember Cause it was us, baby, way before them And we're still together And I meant every word I said All right, Brian. First, let me just say that back in the early 2000s, it could have been the late 90s, but it's kind of blurring together my first year of college. A Monster Jams album. It's I think it, I'm almost positive it was produced by the same people that like it's Monster said, Ballads is what Monster it's called. Ballads, yes. Yeah, I remember that. I know, it was Monster Jams. Okay. I, no, maybe. No, it was it's Mon Jock Jams. Jock Jams. Jock Jams. It was that whole franchise. Yeah. Like the it's whole. Monster Ballads. Now what I call music, yeah. 99, 2000, 2001. I love those albums. Like you said, they were all greatest hit albums. <laughs> they weren't just greatest hits albums. 
But it's literally just one hit per artist. Per artist, Because that's yeah. all they had. That's every, when you heard a song on the radio, you could grant it that it was going to show up on all those albums. And iTunes ruined those types of albums. Yes, they did. Yeah, unfortunately. But they had one. It was called Monster, Monster Ballads. Yes. Yeah, they had them. And this song was on there. And I remember as soon as it went off, I would hit back and listen to it again. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at the edge of my seat. Wow, I bet you know what this is. <laughs> This this song is repeatedly used in movies uh-huh. and almost always comes with a blustery wind and a slow motion take. So uh-huh. um, if you haven't guessed what it is just yet, it's the final countdown Europe. by Europe. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, it's such a good dramatic song. And I'm not going to lie, when it comes on my playlist, I crank it up. I love it. And it... I kind of settled for it at number nine. It should probably be higher, but that's debatable. <laughs> but it's it's at number nine. That's where it fell. That's where the cards fell. Well, you mentioned that this is used in a lot of movies. All all these are. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Commercials, movies, TV shows. If you want to give these dudes a few dollars, they don't give a damn what you want to put this song in. <laughs> they'll let you have if it. The, if they are washed up somewhere, they are happy for that royalty check that comes in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Oh. I just, this song is just so dramatic and it's like the keyboard, just the wailing on the keyboard. (laughs) It's great. And I can't, I'm going to laugh a lot during this episode. I am sorry. I apologize ahead of time. This subject matter is is humorous. It just makes me so happy. All these songs. Well. All right. So that's all I had to say. So introduce this one and we'll play. It's the final countdown. Number nine is by Guns N' Roses and was released on Use Your Illusion 1, 1990. And ended up peaking at number three overall on the Billboard Hot 100. And Only it, number three. And it is November Rain. And it is, if you want to look up the definition of excess, you, you just see this song. And then by, by the song, you see the music video. This thing is nine minutes long. And number nine on your list. And, and for the, uh, well, that was a coincidence. Uh, and the music video for the longest time was the most expensive. It makes no sense. It flashes back and forth between Axl Rose, marrying a girl, burning a girl, and this slash out in the middle of a damn desert, busting out, out, of, church. Busting out yep. of an old church, and then well on, on a guitar that's not even plugged into a damn amp. It yeah. makes no sense. No sense. And it was, and this was when, and I mean, you know, Guns and Roses released two albums on the same day 
which if you'd have took the best six songs per album and made one album, it would have been really good. But there was a lot of filler on this, but they were the biggest band in the world at the time. No one was going to tell them no. They didn't release another album for like 20 years. It was called Chinese Democracy, and Axel was the only original member on that album. Then they all got old, and they went on four reunion tours. But, hey, you got to pay the bills, right? But got to, this is, for my money, the worst Guns N' Roses song. Therefore, it's the only Guns N' Roses song bad enough to be on this particular countdown. <laughs> You're a little passionate about this, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you think about November Rain? I love this song. Of course you do. <laughs> say that you don't have to think about it but you kind of do no like, you don't what the heck is this guy even singing about <laughs> you don't have to think about this at all but I, I i really like this song his voice grates on me sometimes but i i really like this song this is this is the worst <laughs> this there is was supposed a to be your your playlist of best not your playlist okay it is the worst guns and roses song it's and the ninth best power ballad and there that, you go okay. that that tells you everything you need to know about power ballads the worst song song guns and roses ever produced is still better than the other 101 eligible power ballads <laughs> oh goodness all and right so here he is the worst Guns N' Roses song of all what? time. The ninth but, best. But the ninth best power ballad. Yes. November Rain. breath or do you have it no well, let's just say that y'all have heard me sing this terribly over the past couple of days uh, let me just say right, okay natalie come over here a second <laughs> why do you gotta bring her back i gotta bring her because back in it's her practice start no yet. so last night we were waiting on mom to finish up showering and, and uh watch a movie with us this and, is not that song and but no it, it had to be because you sang like 15 different songs you, no, you put that, on a full concert that, that song is um, not coming we in. were just waiting to watch like this really horrible movie and i just heard total what no just, that no that's not my list so no, you're good go ahead i'm just saying like this total just 
this nonsense. <laughs> no, over the shower, over over the heat, over the fire, the fan, the dogs barking, we can hear you belting it out. Good. That's my shower singing. <laughs> but, That's a, all right, man. I, thank I you. can sing like Whitney and Mariah and everybody else in there. All right. Well, the well, all right. <laughs> you can you can definitely sing better than Mariah because she's is, horrible. It is some compare it is some good acoustics. All right. So, acoustics. Ryan, I am going to read you some lyrics. All right. And see if you can I've got my head down. Song, I'm, okay? not, I'm not cheating. All right. So, it goes, heaven is in the palm of my hand, and it's waiting here for you. What am I supposed to do with a childhood tragedy? I don't know what that is. If I close my eyes for it. White line? No, it's No, Ozzy and Lita Ford. Okay. It's if no. I, if, <laughs> If I Close My Eyes Forever by Ozzy Osbourne, the man himself, and Lita Ford. Has Lita Ford did anything else? She shows up on those 90s countdown shows, doesn't she? Yeah. As a commentator. Yeah. yeah. But another another thing I want to say about this song uh -huh. is when you're like 10, this song is awesome. Because it's like, you're like a dagger and stick me in the heart and taste the blood from my blade. And when we sleep, would you shelter me? in your warm and darkened grave yep. it's like they threw every gothic term that they could think of uh -huh. into this song and it makes no sense whatsoever all right so ozzy osbourne is famous for his debauchery this feller pissed on the alamo in broad daylight and was banned from texas for 20 years bit the head off a live bat <laughs> bit the head off a live dove snorted a whole line of piss ants and i will have to say out of all the sins that Ozzy Osbourne ever committed his entire life, this song is by far the biggest. And he actually wrote it. He and Lee. Like I said, Ozzy, it. what what were you doing, brother? Come on. What? Come on, man. You had man. a great track record until now, Ozzy. No, you like this song. I, I, so you can't put <laughs> him down. I was just joining in. What are you doing over here, Natalie? <laughs> I thought you had practice. Why are you still She still has out? a few minutes. She's hovering. She's welcome here. She is. She's but always now, welcome remember, on that one show. Unless your face is actually right here, they're not going to be able to hear you. So we're just going to be responding to silence. Um, but anyways, this song is awesome. It even has like the buildup, the crescendo. Uh, it's it has all the great elements of a power ballad. So I'm gonna let you on a little secret. You know how several times on the on episodes we've done in the past, you've talked about how I've never listened to that song all the way through. Yeah. I've never listened to this song all the way through. Well, I can't, you're about to. I, I can no, because I only get to play like a minute, minute, fifteen seconds. But I cannot make it through this entire song. I can't. It's torture. It. Her voice, his voice, the lyrics. Oh, it may be the worst song we talk about tonight. Or the best. Um, no, it's definitely not the best because you've only got it ranked at what number eight? It's a ten best. All right. It should be ranked at number ten and not even on the list. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and uh, introduce this one for okay, us. Okay, this is close my eyes forever. I wish they would close their mouth forever. <laughs> Damn. By Ozzy and Lita Ford. If I close my eyes forever.
So for my number eight song is the first song on this list that I generally like. And it is also the first song that I will listen to unironically. So that means from here on out, these songs you actually like that are on this list. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. I had to get two other ones out of the way first, but the they eight through one are the only eight eligible songs out of the 108 that I generally like. Good. All right. So it is a song by the band of Heart, who had several eligible songs, and it is Alone. Now, Dixie, I do know that you have this on your list. Do you want to discuss it now or wait till we get to it? On we can go list? ahead and do it now, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. We'll do it live. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it live. Damn it. <laughs> um, yes, I did have this as number five, actually, on my list. And, you know, since I have been doing this list... I will actually pause what I'm listening to and go and look up heart songs. And it's funny because a friend of mine actually mentioned a song. John Green. Paul. Paul, Paul Green. Green. Yes. John Deere Green. <laughs> God <laughs> Almighty. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's funny. When he first started working up at the school, we called him John. But anyway, he had mentioned the song Never. And I was like, I don't know that song. And when I went and listened to it, it was it made me feel like a seven-year-old again. Like that song came on and I love that song and I have not listened to that song or thought of that song, but I still knew every word to it. It's the weirdest thing. And I've actually listened to it a couple, so, uh, a couple times after that. And I made Natalie listen to it in the car and it's just, it kind of took me down memory lane. And then... I came across some other songs that I didn't know Hart sang. And, of course, I listened to Barracuda a few times because that's Barracuda. 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 That's the cute version of a Barracuda. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I listened to that a couple of times. And I love it that they have some disco-ish songs. They have some hard rocking songs. And then Alone is a total, by definition, by the book, Power Ballad. Could have easily been number one, to be honest with it you. It could have. Uh, but now... You know I pride myself on my useless musical knowledge, correct? Yes. And I research I research a lot on these shows to just try to you know make sure I've got my facts straight. Mm-hmm. And I, and, I, and every, most of the time I when I'm doing research for episode, I'll learn one or two things that I did not know. And I can honestly say I've done this show for over a year now. And I learned something about the song alone today that generally I wish I didn't know. blew my mind I wish and I went down a rabbit hole because I said this can't be the truth this has to be some kind of onion article or something or another but did you know that Hart did not write this nor were they the first to record it unfortunately I do know that because you told me earlier <laughs> yeah so y'all there was a it's fa- like he's holding out for some big this, this is unbelievable bear with me here so Hart released their version of this in 1987, and we'll talk about that version here just in a minute. But there was a fake band by the name of Dreams that was made for a TV show that failed, kind of like the Monkees were in the 60s. They released this song three years before Hart did. And in that fake band is the one and only John Stamos. Wow. You heard it here right. Uncle Jesse is the original artist for the song alone. And it's terrible. And let me just tell y'all something. It took it took me three hours today to find a copy of John Stamos singing this song. It's totally been scrubbed by existence with the exception of one fella. Somebody that, that found married. a vinyl copy 
of that album in some kind of consignment shop for a quarter and played that and recorded it and put it up on YouTube. And before we get in the Hearts version, I got to let you hear John Stamos. If you could just see his face, folks. John freaking Stamos did alone three years before Ann and Nancy Wilson. And here's a little bit of that. So, um, me and Dixie had to hear that earlier in the day, and if we had to hear it, y'all had to hear it. And I can't, there is not a Q-tip scrubby enough to clean my ears out after that. So, but let's but get I back. Can, I can almost guarantee that, that 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 album, that Dreams album, has been at the Methodist Mountain Mission at some point I or another. I guarantee it has. Or at the Hazard Flea Market. It's, it's had to be. It's, it's had to As be, As a matter folks. of fact, I, had no idea, I have no idea where the were the gentleman that found it and, and played it from, but I I venture to say there's about a sixty percent chance it came from one of those two places. It needs to be buried, like Jumanji, <laughs> bury that thing. All right, so but thankfully, Hart three years later would resurrect this song and actually make it good, really, generally really good. good, good vocals. Yes, and it actually peaked at number two on their album Bad Animals, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that Carrie Underwood sang this when she was uh, trying to win American Idol, and it actually helped her go on to win American Idol, and the rest is history. And she did a really she good did. job. She did, and I'm not a Carrie Underwood fan by any stretch, but she did a good job on this, because if you're going to sing this, you better be able to sing. Yep. Uh, John Stamos, you shouldn't have sang this. No. <laughs> All righty. So, without further ado, here is Hart, not John Stamos, but Hart, with my eighth favorite power ballad of all time, Alone. I wonder where you are tonight No answer on the telephone And the night goes by so very slow Oh, I hope that it won't end Dixie. Lucky number seven. What you got? Sorry, I was making sure Natalie made it to practice. All right. Number seven. This song is so appropriate after our last conversation about John Stamos. This is If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher. How's that, how's that appropriate, though? Because I'd like to turn back time to 10 o'clock this morning when I never heard John Stamos <laughs> sing alone. Oh, I can't get that sound out of my head. 
All right. But anyways, this is Stankin' Cher, who is an icon. Yep. I love Cher. I just about worshipped her when I was little. Yep. And she has managed to stay relevant. And I just really like this song. It's not a, it's not deep lyrics at all. Nope. And it's definitely one that if you like play it or if you start singing it, somebody around you will know it and will join in. Yep. So, so this is easily my favorite sheriff song. Mm -hmm. Easily, as far as solo songs go. I mean, I got your baby, but that was technically Sonny and Cher. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about that real, real brief. You and I, we went trick or treating one time when we were twenty-one year old, and we dressed as Sonny and Cher. And uh, I was Sonny, and I was Cher. Yes, and, and we got all kinds of awesome candy from the people around Moorhead, and we were even asked to sing by for a few people. And one woman who was key, staying with her mother, who was bedridden, was just delighted, and we we went in and sang to that old woman on her, by, and and she loved it. It made her day. Yes, and most people would be ticked off if like adults come and try especially to one in drag. And we we had I no we had no child no. with us. It was just us. No, and I was, I, and here I was, six six foot one, time probably about one hundred ninety five pound, huge big old fake uh, boobies. <laughs> uh, we went to Sally's Beauty Supply and bought me fake eyelashes. We went all out, and let me tell y'all something: I don't make an attractive woman. No, and I'm certainly well. I don't know. I gave Sonny a, a run for his money. I, you did. You I were a much old, better. I had a beer or a mustache, mustache on. Yes, you were a much better Sonny. And yep. I was share. Yep, my shirt came from but, the Hope Shop. But anyway, back, back to if I could turn back time. Yes. So this we got to talk about the music video, right? Yes. Cher's never looked better. She never had. I mean, she's great. And how old was she when this? I was fifty. Like, no, no, I think she was like forty-five, 45 which 50. is still kind of scandalous. But let me just tell you 80s. something. She looks good in this video. Yes, she does. She's rocking the perm, the fishnets. She's yes. got all these sailors running around her. And she was so ahead of her time in terms of, like, feminism and not pushing back against the teehee, let's, let's depend on a man to take care of us and all this. And all the media gave her such a hard time, her not, like, being single and her being putting herself out there. And I just love it whenever, I think it's maybe Barbara Walters, somebody interviewed her and said well why don't you like men don't you need them don't they complete you and she was like men are dessert like they're good but you don't have to have it most of the time they're bad for you so and i just i love i love whenever she would show up on tv and just give quotes because she was outspoken and frankly a lot of men hated her because of i that. never hated her well i mean like a lot of your more like conservative up the up men but, well i, I will i would tell so. you that the gay men love her that's yes her cool absolutely audience. love her and there are drag <laughs> queens that go all out on share yes they do yes and, so. and i and i didn't i mean i know i may be the worst drag share drag queen of all time you shame the drag queens <laughs> at night yes but you got us some candy so i got us a, a snickers night. bar yep. <laughs> full-size snickers bar. yes yep. so go ahead and introduce this one for us this is if i could turn back time by share if i could turn back time if I could find a way, I'd take back those words that'll hurt you, and you'd stay. 
don't know why I did the things I did I don't know why I said the things I said Rides like a knife, it can cut deep inside Words are like weapons, they wound sometimes I didn't really mean to hurt you I've got one that we we exchanged lists last night, and I made a last-minute change. Oh. Well, a last-hour change. How dare you? Because when I was doing some research. Imagine that. And I originally had God Gave Rock and Roll to You by Kiss on here. Don't tell me you picked bad. I had to. I will punch you in the face. Well, I mean, you've got, you can't talk. I mean, oh you've got Lena Ford. You know how I feel about that what? song. But but now listen to me. I'm going to explain myself here. I know how you feel about this song. Guess what? Most rock and roll scholars consider this to be the very first power ballad. Rock and roll scholars suck. No, what? they didn't say it was okay. the best. So then my my reasoning that a hard rocking like band will make a slowed down, pick the worst singer in their group and have them sing a song. Are you saying Is Peter? there a piano? Oh, it was, uh, he, Peter I don't Chris. know. I try not to listen to it. Yes, this, Peter so. Chris on the piano. Ugh. He played the piano, thank Ugh. you. And it there is no list tonight. There's no Monster Ballad compilation CD that you enjoyed during your high school and senior year and up into college without Beth. There's none. I had to. I had to. I had to put it on here. I'm sorry. No. And we. And but here's the thing. I don't see how you like what you like, but you don't like this because it. It's just his. He's he sounds like he smoked for forty years and he's singing into a giant. Spoiler alert! Into a giant ashtray. Spoiler alert! You're going to be talking about a Rod Stewart song here in a little bit. He's got the exact same voice. Well, his is upbeat and just, I don't know. I just don't like Beth. I just hate that song. Well, I'm sorry. Ugh, you're not sorry. You're not sorry. I, I'm, no, you I'm not. You did that on purpose. I had to because it's it's the OG power ballad. No, it's not. If it was, it'd be number one. So I, that's, No, the first don't mean it's going to be the best. It just means it was the first the out first. of the gate. <laughs> All right. If you're not first, you're last. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, here he is. Peter Chris yeah. from Kiss singing their biggest hit they ever had. I'd rather hear a hippo. The original OG power ballad. Beth, I hear you calling, and so do the listeners. Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. The boys are playing And we just can't find the sound Just a few more hours And I'll be right home to you I think I hear them calling 
have one left a piece before we get into our top five what do you have at number six what song barely barely missed out in being in your five favorites well the band bad english gave us a wonderful power ballad <laughs> it is called <laughs> shut up i was just laughing at this guy's picture <laughs> that you had drawn yes. up for lord have mercy when I see you smile and let me just read the chorus please do uh, no I don't know if it's a chorus hold on yes um, when I see you smile, I can face the world. Oh, you know, I can do anything. When I see you smile, I see a ray of light. Oh, I see it shining right through the rain. When I see you smile, oh yeah, baby. When I see you smile at me. Scroll down and let me see how many people it took to write that shit. Hold on. Hush now. Uh, Just one. one. Diane. Thank you, Diane Eve Warren. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Warren. Yes. Who is that? No, she didn't write that. Who is it? You know Diane Warren. Well, it says right there if Google's wrong. But anyway, this is an awesome song. It has the drums. It has the buildup. And this dude has a mullet. Who is that? Who is Diane Warren? She's wrote a bunch of stuff. Well, there's Cher with Yeah, her. she's wrote a bunch of Cher songs and whatnot. That makes sense. Well, that's awesome. She's a Golden Globe winner and Emmy winner. Well, there you go. Stuff. So this song's legit is what you're saying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. So anyway, you going to play us some bad English? You have any thoughts on bad I, English? I, I have nothing to add. Well, they, they got bad English. I'm, but you gotta, you scroll back up and let me look at that one more time. <laughs> oh, my God, y'all. He's got guyliner on. Oh, my. It's great. I'd ever make it through Through this world without having you I just wouldn't have a clue Cause sometimes it seems like this world's closing in on me And there's no way of breaking free And then I see you reach for me Sometimes I wanna give up I wanna give in, I wanna quit the fight And then I see a baby So when we were beginning this episode, we talked about how much 
about how there's pretty much not been a pirate ballad since about the early to mid-90s, with one exception. This song came out six years ago. Huh. So it is... I've already forgotten what it is. By far the newest song on our list, and it is a song that I literally have no notes, because I do not need notes for this song. (laughs) Well. And shout out, Lee Fink. You messaged me the other night and told me you was no longer going to be my friend if I didn't include this on oh, my list. Oh, you got to make Lee happy. Now, Lee, you know me, and you know that I, I would already, A, I already had this on my list, and B, you'd still be my friend even if I didn't. Lee, you still have to share your brew with him. So here he is. But my main man, the one and only laid back country picker, Kathy. With a freaking eight ball, baby. That's right. I love the laid back country picker. My main man. Is he gonna be? Does he know that he's made your list? Uh, he uh, He he will. <laughs> Is he gonna be proud of that fact? Now here's some facts. Come on, David Prince. Now, many uh, several of you all have messaged me over the past several months and say, "Hey, who is that singing your intro song?" Well, I stole that intro song, intro song with his permission, of course. But so you it, didn't steal it. Uh, but it, it's not. It was not written for my show. It is called Kingsport, and it is by Laidback Country Picker on his second album. Now, up until now, my main man Laidback has not put any of his music out on digital platforms. He has now. Yes. His new album, Go West, is out there on. Everywhere you can listen to and music. And it got pretty high in the charts. And it, it charted at number 22 on the Apple Music charts the day That's it came amazing. out. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. And I'll get back to Kathy with 8-Ball in a minute, but let's talk about Laidback because he deserves to be talked about. That's his persona. His real name's David Prince. Uh, if you go see Laidback in concert, most times, Lena and the Mountain Jets is opening for him. That is Teresa Prince. And that you will not find to kinder, more genuine people in the music business. I got to watch her put her rollers in. It was great. There, there is a reason why almost all Kentucky artists that are in this scene, whatever you want to call it, admire those two people and verbatim call them the king and queen of Kentucky music because they are. They are great. They are 100% the best. And I think this is the first time, other than the intro song, that Laidback has been talked about in depth on this show and played on this show. So all you all that like my intro song, listen to this one here in a minute, and then go and find whether you listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever. It's on there. Stream it. Go West, Laidback Country Picker. Early contender for album of the year. But let's <laughs> get back call, to Kathy. Calling it. Kathy with an eight ball. Is well, this the song you requested yes. and like just made his day? So <laughs> I have seen Laidback probably live seven or eight times now. The second time I saw him, he was literally the first artist out on Saturday of the Honey Festival. It was noon and it was like 105 degrees. He was up there Giving with, it, his, with his black on, his cowboy hat on. And he is a phenomenal guitar. He is great. Phenomenal. And I love this song. And it's not one of his more well-known songs. If you if you know Laidback, you probably know him by McGoffin County Cadillac, TV Preacher, Party Line, things of that nature. But it was so hot that they might have been six of us there watching that yeah. show. And they were taking a brief pause to tune their guitars. And I went up to the stage and I said, hey, 
Will you play Kathy with an eight ball? And it made his day. Yes. I, he could not believe that somebody requested that song yeah, and I, he played it. <laughs> and I don't know if he considers me a friend, but I think we became friends in and of that moment. Yes. And we are forever intertwined because uh, Kingsport was my theme song from my radio show. I reached out to David and I said, hey, man, I'm starting a podcast. The radio show's no more. Obviously, this thing is going to be, you know, with a wider audience than just, you know, my radio show. Would you mind if I keep using the song? He didn't hesitate. And he said, yes, he's never asked for You're anything. You're in his in fan club. Yeah, I do. And then the goat crap on your name for oh, a contest? Oh, yes. I, I mean, so when he... you guys are more intertwined than what. <laughs> so when he... When he put out Kingsport, he done a uh, he done a Facebook live in which he literally uh, drew a bingo board and put uh, uh, anybody that pre-ordered the album on vinyl got their name in a square. The first like fifteen people, and he turned loose turned loose a bunch of goats. And the first per person to have a goat poop on their name was one. A dinner at his favorite pizza place, which we cashed in, and, and it was great. Wouldn't you know it? He and Tyler Childers. In character, David as laid back and Tyler as uh, I think. What's it, her name? I think it's, it's, it's shady or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, which was his, uh, which supposedly was his, you know, on his record label. Read out Brian Combs, his name has been pooped on by this goat on Facebook Live, and that and that is a top ten moment. For yes, me. like but, it's like having a child, getting yes, married, yes. and getting your name pooped on. But anyway. Here he is, my number six favorite power ballad of all time. And the first power ballad of the last 25 years, and hopefully maybe the last, unless Laidback wants to do another one. Laidback Country Picker with Kathy with an eight ball. Kathy with an eight ball. Chalking every huge me Breaking hearts, busting balls Let's see how far she falls Who's gonna take Kathy home tonight? Before we get into our top five power ballads of all time, let's hear from our good friends over at the Goblin Trading Company. Hey, Brian, once again here to tell you about my good friends at the Goblin Trading Company. That's right. They are putting out new stuff almost daily. Shirts, hoodies, mugs. Not just exclusive that one show merchandise, but all kinds of cool stuff. 
They have a really new cool shirt if, for my D&D friends of a lich. And if you'll just go to Etsy, type in the Goblin Train Company, you can see that shirt and all the other stuff they have. A lot of you I've already bought some hoodies and t-shirts of that one show, and I appreciate that. Keep on buying that stuff, wearing it out, tagging myself or the Goblin Train Company on social media and letting us see that cool shit that they are making because it is cool. And if you want to be cool, you will go ahead and get you a hoodie or t-shirt from the one and only Goblin Trading Company. If you don't know how to get there, in the show notes, I'll have a little link. And all you got to do is click on that sucker and it'll take you right there to where you'll see all that awesome stuff I just talked about from the Goblin Trading Company. All right, Dixie, we're into the top five now. The cream of the crop. The cream of the crop, which we already spoke about at your number eight. So my song was Alone by Heart. Okay, we, so we I... We spoke extensively yeah. about that. We really don't Y'all need don't to, want to hear John Stamos again? We don't again? need to resurrect John Stamos. <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll, him the rest. But um, I just wanted to take this moment to ask you how many countries you are in now. Like, how many... People all over this world <laughs> are listening to this garbage. Garbage? It ain't <laughs> I mean, garbage. I, well, you said that you're playing country music and treating people right. This episode, we're not. We're we're being kind of mean right now. So, so um, as of this recording, I have 41 countries listening, and the newest one is Switzerland. Oh, it's poor Swiss. And I will have you know that I have, in the last week, Added seven new countries solely thanks to my and Lance Turner's wrestling episode. The people love the wrestling. And they are begging me and Lance to start our own wrestling podcast. I don't necessarily know if we'll do that, but I can guarantee you that me and Lance has already got some stuff in the works for another wrestling episode later on this spring. But anyway, we done talked about your number five, so I guess we'll go straight into my number five. And I want to see if you recognize it by the opening two lines. Can you do that? We'll play this game. Sure, again. go for it. I don't know where I'm going, but I sure Here I know again on my where own. I've been. <laughs> white snake. Is that white snake? Yes. Yes. Yep. So David Coverdale, one of the greatest perms of all time. Yes. Second, maybe only to shares that we already talked Third, about. Third, only to bad English. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> Why you got to bring Jesus so, in for? Here's a little fact to you. This song finally charted in 1987. Whitesnake recorded and released this damn thing three different times before it finally charted. It was the music video that did it for him, yes, wasn't it? But they literally re-recorded it three times, <laughs> hoping to finally get it right. And the third but, time was a charm. Oh, payola didn't come through for so, him. So. And I would venture to say that... Like many of these, it's been in a lot of movies. Yes. But it's not ever been used better than it was old used school. in an old school <laughs> when Frank the Tank had it cranked yes. when he was working on his old car, drink chugging PBRs and trying to get his old car to run one more time, baby. Yes. And it, and if you're a fan of old school, you'll know that they use different versions of this song all throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. They did literally an instrumental like humming version. And then they used that the actual version again in the closing credits. Yep. Frank the Tank, Will Ferrell, Let's Go Streaking, 
I'll meet you at the quad. White Snake, here I go again. How do, what do you think about this song? I, you can't not. Okay, so I was talking about Turn Back Time, if you start singing it. Yeah. I, there's probably not a month that goes by that when I will say, here I go again. <laughs> and I don't, and somebody is always like, yeah, or I hear somebody else sing it. You know what I'm saying? You just you can't not know this song. I, even Natalie knows this song and she's never even intentionally listened to it. Yeah. And you know, one thing I noticed that when, when I looked over the master list, how many of these bands had the word white in their name? White, it's not white lion, white lion, uh, white snake. Yes. Uh, great white, which is the band that burn up. Great white. Is that the great white? Yes. People? Oh Lord. They burn up. They literally, they, they, Set off pyrotechnics meant for a stadium in a basically a bar and killed like a dozen people. That's the worst possible outcome from a power ballad. Yeah, or somebody I, playing power ballads. Yeah, I, so, but we don't need we don't need to talk about. But anyways, why, yeah, whatever why. happened to those guys? They need to just forever disappear. So, what's the best band ever to have white in their name? Easy answer. Probably White Snake. Seriously, White Stripes. Come oh, on, man. Come on. You can keep your white stripes. I mean, they're all right, but. But why, why snake white better? snake? White snake. I stand by my answer. I will die on this hill. Well, you're you going to die alone on it. That, white stripes has like two songs I like. White snake has one. So then, what? All right. <laughs> <laughs> then you just proved yourself wrong. There it is. I'm stopping. White snake with the third version of here i go again and i guess that was appropriate because yeah. here they went again for the third time and they finally third got time. on the charts <laughs> What's number four on your list? All right. Number four is When I Look Into Your Eyes by Firehouse. I'm pretty sure this is like the only song. I didn't do any research. It could have topped the charts. I don't know, but. Uh, you keep talking. I'll look them up. Oh, okay. Well, there's not much else to say about Firehouse, but When I Look Into Your Eyes has the classic uh, requirements of a power ballad. It has drums and and build up and I really want to Google this dude's face. I think they're all, Oh, wow. That's a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So mullets apparently are prerequisite. 
But uh, I really like this song. I, it, it shouldn't be as high as what it is. I like other songs better, but it just... Like, it made number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. It's their biggest hit and their only hit. It was released in 1992 wow. on the album Hold Your Fire by Firehouse. So they are a one-hit wonder also. Yeah, apparently. Well, so they made my list, number four. Bill Leverty and C.J. Snare are the... Just two writers. And I, those seem like pen names to me. <laughs> that CJ Snare cannot be a real name. That Maybe that's why these Swedes are following your podcast. Maybe. Because they, they're like the music machine. But anyway, here is, unbelievably, your fourth favorite yes. power ballad. I, yes. You don't really care where you put them on your list no. as long as they get on there, No, I got my top three where they need to be. That's right. it. All right. Firehouse with... What when was, I look into your eyes. All right. Look in your eyes You're all I've ever wanted I always want you to be mine Let's make a promise To the end of time Had several eligible songs. She did. I went with We Belong. That is such a good power ballad. Many times I, I tried to tell you. Many times I cried alone, baby. I just, I would never picture her as, like, I wouldn't have put her on, because this list is predominantly male, but I just never really pictured her as a power ballad singer, but she really does. She belts it out, and she inspires you. Yes, and this charted at number three, and it is by far and away my favorite Pat Benatar song. And you mentioned that this didn't have a lot of females on it. We've talked about several. We have. Heart. Yeah. Uh, Cher. Cher. Kathy uh, with an eight ball. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, Don't forget Kathy. Uh, Kathy. Uh, uh, we're still predominantly male, unless you've got the the rest of. We them talked about Beth. Yeah, let's not forget about that. Uh, oh. <laughs> all righty. So, what do you think about We Belong? Sing it for us a little bit, because you were belting it out in the shower there. Now, give me the. No, chord. it wasn't. That wasn't the one I was singing. What were you singing? I was singing "Total Eclipse of the Heart." People, was but, it? Yes. Uh, well, sing a little bit of that for us. Uh, no, I've already did. I already did my singing for tonight. I'm Come sorry. On, you got to hear final countdown. You got to hear. Here I go again on my own. Sorry, folks. That's where my singing. I'm not in the shower. 
there is not good acoustics in here, therefore it won't work. But I do, I really love Pat Benatar. She was like every five to 10 year old hero back in the eighties, just absolutely strong. She was like that woman that you wanted in your posse. So if somebody tries to pick a fight, yeah, she's posse. Yeah, (laughs) she is there. She's going to kick some butt for you because I can't fight. So I need somebody that can. And she strikes me as a type that would have my back. All righty. So here is my fourth favorite power ballad of all time. The one and only Pat Benatar with We Belong. Many times I tried to tell you, many times I cried alone. Always I'm surprised how well you cut my feelings to the bone. Dixie, you just said that you didn't care really where anything was on your list other than your top three. So I'm guessing these are three genuine songs that you care about and their placement. These are where they need to be, yes. So what is number three? Number three, when you hear the first couple keys played on the guitar, or not, I'm sorry, the keyboard, or maybe the keytar, I don't know. Uh, Let's just combine those two. But either way... I mentioned with one of the songs earlier that it's been used in movies a lot. This one is definitely a slow motion song. And in fact, when I played it for Natalie, she goes, was this a never been kissed? I was like, absolutely it was. And it is definitely number three in my heart. And that is, I just died in your arms tonight by, hang on just a second. No, not Roxette. Cutting Crew. Cutting Crew. Yes. Cutting Crew. No, I don't know anything about them. I've not looked up their picture or anything. Cutting Crew. Well, you keep talking. I look up on Cutting Crew. But this song is definitely, definitely on that Monster Ballads CD. I know, I absolutely know it is. Because it's one of those songs I was reunited with early in college that I had heard as a child, much like the Alone song. I'm sorry, like the Heart song. But this song... I was like, oh, that's who sings it. And I had a copy of it now and I could play it as much as I wanted to. But there's usually slow motion, wind, (laughs) a female, a good looking man. Yeah, look at them. Oh, they are hot. Yeah, look at that. And I'm totally being sarcastic. They are from England. They are from England. Well, they got a cut and crew, but they don't got a crew cut. No, definitely not. No. But anyways, this this song and what what I also love and let me mention about this song is only the intro is good, but it's so good that it gets the rest of the song through. The rest of the song is garbage. 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 He cannot sing. It's terrible. Yes, but the intro is all you need. 
Yeah, we should rank best intros to songs. So you're saying that my feller by the name of Martin Frosty Beetle cannot sing? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Wikipedia says his name is. It's That's, got to be wrong. They've been hacked. Martin Frosty Beetle. <laughs> Witness the hacking on Wikipedia because you know people can write whatever on there. Oh, Man, if my middle name was Frosty, <laughs> and last name Beetle. Well, I mean, I could believe Beetle. Martin Frosty Beetle. I could believe Beetle more than I could Frosty, but yes, this intro is all you need. And I'm hoping that your sound bit is just the intro and it's not any other part of the song. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's definitely the intro. Just that's that's all. So you here need. he is, Martin Frosty Beetle with Cutting Crew singing. Why I just died in your arms tonight. <laughs> song by Van Halen or for this purpose Van Hagar. Van Hagar reached number 2 on the Billboard Hot 100 back in 1991 and it was also used in an ad for Crystal Pepsi. Do you remember Crystal Pepsi? We couldn't afford that stuff, no. I love that stuff, but it didn't stick around long. I remember Tab. That got nothing to do with nothing. That's all I remember. And <laughs> This is probably the best song they did with Sammy Hagar. Now, I'm going to play a little game with you here, Dixie. This album, it ha it was an anagram, meaning you have to take the first letter of the four words in the album, in the, of the album's title, and it spelled out a word. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to read it. And you tell me what word it spells out. Hold on. Let me get something to write on. Here we go. All right. <laughs> My memory is crap. All right. There's just four words. Okay. First letter of each word. Four. Unlawful. Oh, it's F. Carl. It's F no. Knowledge. <laughs> What's that spell? It spells fudge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It spells bad words. But I generally love this song. We... You know, uh, we did a running song episode, and this barely missed the cut on that this, one for my list. I agree. It was top for me, too. Uh, and I couldn't go and leave it off this one. And it is easily 
Like I just said, the best song that they did with Sammy. But come on, man. How could you not feel inspired by the lyrics of this? Well, I mean, don't want to wait till tomorrow. Well, put, put it off, it off another, another day. day. <laughs> and I uh, have to say that like most songs, politicians try to use them yes. when they run for office. They don't ask for permission. <laughs> and they get in trouble. And they get in trouble. So did Sarah Palin when she was running Didn't for... she try to use this? Oh, my Her Lord. and John McCain tried to use it. Eddie Van Halen did not like that. Well, I like John McCain okay, though. <laughs> Especially there toward the end. <laughs> but I would have let him, but not her. Uh, and it, I've saw Van Halen in concert several times. And you've never heard this? No, I've heard it. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I've seen Sammy Hagar solo. And I will have to say that he could probably out-sing David Lee Roth. But he couldn't do toe touches. But he can't outperform him. And he can't have the chemistry with the rest of Van Halen that David Lee Roth had. All that being said, this was peak Van Hagar. This reached number two. It was their biggest hit with Sammy as their lead singer. They ran him off not long after this and hired Gary Sharon. Then they hired David Lee back, Roth back for three hours. They literally brought him out on the MTV Movie Awards and then fired him because he started dry humping Eddie while Eddie was talking behind him. They've been, while, You're fired. While wearing a... Uh, just the wildest outfit you'd ever see. And it was kind of embarrassment, yes, but still kind of awesome. But get all that being said, here is what Dixie says, a song that is very inspiring. Yes. Van Halen off of 1991's For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Kids playing at home. What anagram does that make? Ignore him, children. <laughs> here is... Right now. Got it number two. Oh, wait. You, was that a question? Okay. No, it, <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, sorry, I thought you were still like hitting your buttons. Okay. So, number two for me was a surprise because I didn't know this artist sang this song. I know this artist sings several songs. And in fact, <laughs> there are several that well, are. Well, you know, a musician sings several songs. <laughs> 
They oh no! Several songs that are on commercials oh, okay. and big hits. Oh, shut up. You know what I meant. All right. But anyway, this number two song is Take Me Home Tonight by Eddie Money. I did not know he sang this song. And I love this song. And I actually just had to go look up the lyrics because I had to make sure that all these years and my th over 35 years of listening to this song, I'm sure. I don't know when it came out, but it, had, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But I always said Ronnie and... It was, it's actually that word because uh, yeah. they always said, just like Ronnie saying, I don't know who Ronnie is, but I was saying Ronnie and it turns out hey, that's the lyrics. So that's cool. I've never looked up the lyrics to this. What, you know, my favorite part of this song. What? Is it, that is my favorite part of this song. It's just out of nowhere. This little petite sounding <laughs> woman has to chime in with who one line. I, I don't know. Keep talking and I'll see if I find I don't, out. <laughs> hey folks, this is what he does during a movie. All you have to do is say, hey, what else has that guy been in? And he will immediately just ignore the rule, the no phone rule, and go to his phone and start looking up who is, who's the actor. Okay, we've answered two questions. Okay. Number one, Ronnie is not a man. Oh. Ronnie is Ronnie Spector, who sang that line he references okay. and had a hit with it. Back in 1963, called Can't Hold oh, Back. Oh, it makes sense. And she's the one that says, Be my little baby. Yes, we've educated <laughs> y'all. Awesome. We educated ourselves right then. That's cool. Wow, so many surprises, Eddie Money. So you would already bring this to the table if you would research ahead of time. Like no, I, I like the surprises. You make me look it up on, you know, in the moment, don't you? Yes, I do. See, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? We're going to learn something tonight, folks. All right, so anyway. Take me home tonight we, is my well, is my second. What we've learned a whole lot tonight. Nothing more so than John Stamos originally oh sang. My. We also know that Eddie Money sang a lot of songs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's the, what's the odds that Eddie Money's his real name? Ah, uh, you have to look that up too. Oh my goodness, I don't know what else to keep saying. They don't want to hear me. This is his real name show. is Edward Joseph Mahoney. Well, money is better. <laughs> So that's good. All right. So we learned all kinds of things about Eddie Money. That And the most astonishing one to me is that he sang this song. So you can hit play. All right. <laughs>
My number two song is by a band who I literally think its entire catalog is nothing but power ballads. Journey. See, I didn't see them as a power ballad, but Come. now, but now that we've now that I go listen to them, and that's the mindset, all they done. That is all. They are one continuous power that's ballad. Literally every song they ever. Released. They're like now. That's what I call Journey Volume One. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You know, we can't They have, really are. I could have just, just picked one. Separate ways. I mean. But Don't Stop Believing is my pick. Don't Stop Believing. It's another one of those songs that you can start belting out in a crowded room. And it don't matter the gonna, age of the person. No, yeah. it's not going to be. Somebody's going to be everybody. Everybody is going Whether to Whether they 12 or 102. Yes. And here's the thing. Steve Perry can sing. Yes, he can. And... This song, you literally, if you say just a small town girl, people living in a lonely world immediately, yes, know what you're talking about. Yep, but this song makes no sense, it doesn't, <laughs> it does not. But oh my god, is it a good song! And I and and I cannot, in good faith, talk about this song without talking about The Sopranos, the greatest TV show of all time. You binge watched it with me the first year of COVID. I did. I finally, after over a decade of begging you, you finally watched it. And you liked it, right? I did like it. But you know what? Let me just take a moment to get on a soapbox for a second. Mr. I don't want to watch a show that's over an hour an episode. Oh, my God. Like, why would they make them that long? Stinkin' Sopranos was really long episodes. No, they, they averaged about 50 minutes. 50, okay, 10 more minutes, and you can't no, watch another show. No, I'm good with all weapons about an hour and 15 minutes, but if you are 90 minutes, you are not a show. You are a movie. It's a continuous movie. <laughs> but, but anyway, back to the subject of hand. Yes. Spoiler alert, if you've not watched The Sopranos, and if you haven't, what, what, God, what in God's name have you been waiting on? Chase Abner? Come been, on, Chase. I watched it. You have no excuse, brother. Start watching The Sopranos. Well, he does have children. Well, that's true. But come on, man, they old enough now. If they <laughs> if they if they accidentally just wait till they're in bed. Yeah, well, nah, nah, they all right. <laughs> Maybe just wait till Charlie's in bed. <laughs> Charlie's in bed. But anyway, go. turn it off now, Chase. And anybody that's not watched The Sopranos, fast forward maybe ninety seconds. The last scene of The Sopranos. Tony is sitting in a diner. He starts playing this song on the jukebox. He keeps looking at the door. His wife comes in, his son. His daughter is outside trying to park. The door opens. You don't see who comes in. You see a close-up of Tony's face. And literally at the line, don't stop, the show ends. And for the last 20 years, people have argued, did Tony die? Dixie, do you think Tony died? I didn't have an opinion on it. I would like to say no. He had dinner with his family, and it, they finally ended the show because it ran forever. Let me tell y'all, back then, there was the internet was not what it is now. I, along with people around the world, because not only did it just immediately cut to black, it paused on black for a good 30 seconds before the credits rolled. We all thought the HBO circuited somehow. <laughs> and our damn right almost broke out nationwide. But... He died because in the season premiere on the final season, he and Bobby are talking about what's it like when you die. And Tony said he figures it just fades to black or cuts to black like a movie. 
There you go. And that's exactly what happened. Somebody killed Tony. Rest yep. in peace. And here is my f number two favorite power ballad of all time by a band who did nothing but power ballads, as they we did. just established. And they did it well. Maybe better than anybody yep. overall. Journey with Don't Stop Believing. What is your favorite power ballad ever to be performed? Let me be clear that this is definitely a Rod Stewart song in my heart. That is number one. <laughs> it is not a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> definitely, definitely Rod Stewart in my heart. I've never even heard Bob Dylan utter the words to this song. Do you have? I played it for you. Well, I was going to say, if he played it in concert, I was sleeping <laughs> during it. I'm sorry. I've just seen Bob Dylan way too many times. <laughs> oh, goodness. But anyway, this is a Rod Stewart song. And listen, he's even, if you want to get technical, listed as one of the writers down here. So he may have wrote the word the. I don't know what he's contributed to it. <laughs> But anyway, let me just read you the lyrics to this Rod Stewart song. But whatever road you choose, I'm right behind you, win or lose, forever young. And when you Google forever young, Rod Stewart is not the version that comes up. It's not even this song at all. It's that one song that was on one of the lists Alpha that we did. Alphaville. Alphaville. Yes. Which is yes. That's not even the first hit on Google. Or, well, yeah, so anyway, but okay, so quick story. When I grew up in Norwood, Ohio, for I was at a school named Norwood View from kindergarten up through fifth grade. And every year we had a big auditorium and we had to go sit in this auditorium and watch the fifth graders go through like a little ceremony because then you go on to the middle school mm. in sixth grade. 
every stinking year they played this song. And I and I am not a crier. I hide my emotions. I will die before I let anybody hear me. I, see I will. Me cry. I will say that like if we're watching some kind of sad movie or whatnot, I will pretend I'm coughing or uh, choking. And and you turn your head and start looking down, trying to hide behind a damn pillar or whatnot. Uh, I know you're, you're crying. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to do better next time. <laughs> but anyway, I do not cry. But yes, every does. time they played this song, I would just blubber like a baby in that stupid auditorium. But, uh, and it's sad because my fifth grade year, when I finally was a fifth grader and was able to go through that myself, my life was turned upside down. I had a, a death of a parent and just didn't even get to finish. I did not get my Rod Stewart moment at Norwood View Elementary. I didn't get it. So I wonder if they'll let me go back and wonder if they're still playing this well, song. Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> they probably won't. I'd venture to say that school ain't even there no more. Yes, it is. Oh, it is? It's still there, yes. But later this weekend, I'll, I'll play the Rod Stewart version, <laughs> and I'll let you pretend you're in the fifth grade. There you go. And, it doesn't take and, much. And we'll let you just walk across the porch and pretend it's a stage. There you go, yes. I didn't, I never, I watched years of people have this song, and the same teacher, Miss Reynolds, stood up every year and talked about how much she loved all those kids. Well, I hated Miss Reynolds, and I thought she was really super mean, but so I wanted her to say something nice about me, but I never got that moment. I just never. So, anyway. Well, that's actually, and I, and I, I mean this without joking, that's, that, that's actually a really good story. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and uh, and we will definitely play this tomorrow. Yeah, well, that'd be kind you... of ridiculous for the frogs and the neighbors well, to can see. We, <laughs> but you know what, though? Isn't this whole list ridiculous? It is, it is certainly ridiculous. And Rod Stewart makes just about anything he... Just looking at Rod Stewart, Natalie saw a picture of him. She goes, oh, my God, who's that guy? <laughs> and I said, that's Rod the Bod Stewart. And she goes, oh, he is ugly. And I go, oh, he is a pimp. <laughs> he, he's the man. He is. He is amazing. Rod the Bod, baby. Yes. And when I played a couple other songs, she's heard us playing them before. Of course, uh, Mag, is it Maggie May? Yeah. She didn't, she didn't realize that that was about an inappropriate relationship between a a, teen, a, a young boy a high schooler and a, and and a cougar. A, yeah, and a cougar. So, yeah, she got to listen to that for the first time in depth. But um, So it's Rod the Bod singing Forever Young for me. Uh, a quick story. In the, uh, for a brief time in the 1980s, I thought that Tina Turner and Rod Stewart were the same person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, I can see it. I can I can see it right even without the skin tone. Right? You don't even need the skin tone. It's right? the same person, <laughs> <laughs> except she can out sing Rod the Bod. Yes, yes. Don't you dare talk bad about Tina Turner. Uh, go ahead and introduce this one. Anyways, this is uh, Rod the Bod Stewart with Forever Young. <laughs>
Dixie. All right, let's hear it. What you got? Number one. Well, we kind of spoiled it earlier. Be on Ted. Well, that's if rendition. they were paying attention. Uh, you only spoil it for those people actually paying but attention. But I mean, if you say Power <laughs> Ballad, if you say Monster Ballad, whatever, there can only be one number one. You know what did make our list? I don't mean to interrupt you, but what's the the song that Jimmy Fallon and oh, uh, More Than Words? More Than Words. That didn't make either one of our lists. It didn't need to. It, it kind of did. But can we get back to this? Oh, yes, we can. Sorry. There can only be number one. There's, yes. I mean, if you think of a Power Ballad, you think of Poison. You yep. think of Brett Michaels. Yep. All the varinal diseases he's got. Ooh, don't touch that. And you think of We Both Lie Silently Still in the Dead of Night, baby. <laughs> Every Rose Has a Storm. Yes. And it saved the world. It literally saved the entire existence. Because yes. Bill and Ted and the Grim Reaper quoted it as their task in order to, when they were asked what the meaning of life was, and it got all three of them into heaven. Yep, just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. The name of this album is Open Up and Say Ah. <laughs> and I will have to say that Brett Michaels is not the best of singers in the world. And if you ever notice that when this song starts before any word is sung or note is hit, there's a deep <gasps> sigh. Yes, yes. I think he's giving it everything he's got. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to sing this. He's one. like, I just gotta get this song out. No auto tune, no nothing. Now just you mentioned somebody it. earlier in one of them bands. They're all interchangeable, pretty much. Had guyliner on. Yes. No one's rock guyliner like Brett Michaels. No, and he is still rocking it. And we, I really loved his show, Rock of I Love. I just get ready. You, I was just getting ready to bring that up. I can't even remember. Like Flavor of Love, I can remember like the girls more than Flavor Flav. Mm. But Brett Michaels, he stole the show in that. Like, yes, and he had three seasons. Yes. And then a fourth season called Rock of Love Bus, where he just yes. piled on a tour bus Drove with a bunch of them. <laughs> and listen, y'all, come on, man. Uh, quick story about Poison. They, on tour to promote this album when they got huge, put in a trapdoor of their stage. And they would take turns soloing either on the guitar or the piano, and the other ones would just jump down that trap door and have quick sex with the groupie Ugh. during the show. Come on, man! Oh my goodness! Did that? Did, let me guess. They have an autobiography. No, that was on the behind the music. Oh, okay. I don't know if they've ever got autobiography, but I'd but probably you'd read, read it. it. Yeah. But anyway, I love behind the music. I sentimentally, I wanted to pick their uh, their other power ballad, something to believe in, because I'll be danged. If 12-year-old Brian Combs didn't get his first little smooch of that song oh back in the day at Highland Turner Gym. At a, day, at a dance? Yes! Come on now! <laughs> Come on! You got something to believe in for sure. <laughs> All right. But I couldn't because it's not the song that every rose has a storm. Yes. And if you think about holding your cigarette lighter in the air, why a horrible song with simplistic lyrics is sung and sung badly, you have to think. Of Ever Rose Has a Storm. Yes. Do you like this song? You just keep talking. It's my turn. I'm looking up the writers. Look them up. <laughs> so, did you know that Ever Night has its dawn on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, look at the picture. I mean, look at him. I mean, come on, man. Okay, I'm looking for the... Brett Michaels has got to be one of them, right? Come on. You... What are you doing? Do you not know how to look stuff up? now, stop it. The microphone was in my way. Okay, here we go. Scrolling down. 
And it is written by Bobby Hall, Bobby Dahl, Brett Michaels. I know he had to be in it. Bruce Anthony Jonathanesson. Wow. And Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket. Way to go, I, Ricky Rocket. That sounds like uh, Frosty Beetle a while Joe ago. Hineson, Joe Jonathanesson. I don't know what that is. I don't know. That's is. a lot of N's and a lot of S's. But uh, anyway, Brett actually got, I wonder which, <laughs> and you know what? These guys were probably sitting around like, yeah, dude, these are some good lyrics. Every <laughs> night has its dawn. Yeah, dude, write that down. Just like every cowboy. Sings a, a sad. What does a cowboy do? Oh, they sing sad songs. Yeah, let's put that down. I'm just shocked they don't have the harmonica in this. Yeah. Do they have piano? Uh, yes. Yes. Acoustic guitar and piano. Or does, keyboard. Does or it build up? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. This is the definitive. All these songs are really just turning the mush in my brain right well, now. This We've is, been going at this way too long. This is the definitive power ballad. And it's the one that's going to take us home tonight. Not Eddie Money. Take me, me home, home tonight. tonight. <laughs> but anyway, y'all, we slap happy. We're recording this late at night. Now, what's sad is Natalie's practice is still an hour. From and over. we're going to kill it out tonight. Bobby Dalton, I know you love this song. Aww. Lisa McIntosh, I know Hi, you Lisa. love this song. This is for you all. Thank you all for listening. Here he is, Brett Michaels and his guy liner and whatever the other dude's name and Ricky Rocket, <laughs> a.k.a. Poison with definitive number one greatest power ballad in human existence, a song that saved the universe. Yep. Every rose has its thorn. Though we both lie close together, we feel miles apart inside. Was it something I said or something I did? Did my words not come out right? Though I tried not to hurt you, though I tried, but I guess that's why they say every rose has its thorn, just like every night. Has its dawn Just like every cowboy Sings a sad, sad song Every rose has its dawn One show is brought to you by The Goblin Trading Company and is written, produced, and recorded by me, Brian Combs, most of the time right on my kitchen table. If you enjoy this show, please share it with someone who you think may enjoy it as well and check me out on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. As always, thanks for listening and we will see you next week.